Welcome one and all to the Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official, unofficial Star Trek podcast. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Ahoy, Pete. When this is all done, you will never see the inside of a starship again. The Star Trek podcast by Fantastic Geek for Short Treks episode Ask Not comes to you now via Regulation 191, Article 14. And news from the fleet before this episode leaves orbit. Pete, the road for Star Trek ahead, of course, has two short treks in December uh, and then apparently some Picard stuff in January. What? Yes, the two animated short treks. So while this one a little shorter and we're going to discuss that in a little bit, uh, we're going to get two for our buck next month. And then in January, right before Picard bows in the new year, we're going to get one Picard-centric short trek that is called uh, Children of Mars. And then two weeks later, Matt, we will be off on the next adventure. And uh, the Picard podcast by Fantastic Geek already up and running so check that out on fantasticgeek.com as well as Apple Podcasts. Yes, podcast phasers set to chill as we already have that feed ready to go. Some anticipatory discussion there as well. Uh and amidst all the other things going on, particularly this week, Pete with Godfrey me, Watchmen, Mandalorian, etc. It's nice to nonetheless <laughs> all bringing them to you. <laughs> Indeed, yes, podcasting all those. It is nice to be able to have the touchstone of Star Trek this week, even though it is that short trek. I'll just mention one other thing, Pete, about news, at least speculative news. Uh, I believe it is in the month of December that CBS, like the saucer section, and Viacom, like the engineering section, will reform together, having been split low these 12 years ago, or whatever it was. They will form the really uh, interestingly named Viacom CBS. That's one word, Pete. That's how cool kids do it. Uh, what does that mean for Star Trek? What does that mean for Kurtz Trek? What does that mean for Alex Kurtzman maybe bringing a unified TV film Star Trek universe? Time will tell. Hopefully they can figure out the film end sometime soon and get moving on that again. And now for our mission briefing. Yellow alert sounds as Ops contacts Inventory 2 with Starbase 28 under attack. A red-shirted human female responds looking for a status report before an explosion knocks her to the deck into the unusual for these short treks title card. Yes, I appreciate that they're mixing up the format ever so slightly. Uh, Cadet Sidhu is down uh, as the fire on Starbase 28 is uncontained. Two security officers bring a yellow shirt in. He's wearing a mask. He tried to start a mutiny. Can you keep him here? Yes, sir, says Cadet Sidhu. The camera reveals, wait a minute, that's TV's Captain Pike. And Pete, has he caused a mutiny too? Wait, this isn't in the compendium published 1983. Bleep, boop, bleep. Yes, he requests comms open to assess the situation, but Sidhu explains he's a prisoner. His orders carry no weight anymore. 
the uh, star base continues to take fire here, and she asks him to take a seat and remain silent, but incredulous as to her request. He explains there are lives at stake. Seems a few hours ago, the Enterprise picked up a distress call from the USS Bowman, which grabs Sidhu's interest. The ship is in danger. Pike needs her to let him out against a threat of court-martial. Pete, prisoner Pike, gives us a little bit more background here. The Bowman was overrun by the Tholians. They were on the ship, but their goal actually was the Enterprise. They must have followed everyone here. Wait a minute. Hmm. Doesn't she have family on the Bowman? She does her husband. Both of them wanted the Enterprise. Neither got it. Because they're cadets, Pete. They won't end up on ships. This jogs Pike's memory. The couple were sole survivors of a Tholian attack a few years ago. Wait a minute, Pete. This suspiciously sounding like a thing they do in Starfleet. Ah, but I digress. Um, uh, if she helps Pike now, maybe they can get creative and follow for revenge. Yes, this as another explosion rocks the star base. But Cadet Sidhu is sticking to protocol. The Starbase and the Enterprise are a united front. Pike breaks out Regulation 191, Article 14, that the vessel with the tactical superiority gets command. But as Sidhu points out, he has been relieved of duty by an admiral uh, and then tells uh, Sidhu that she could enact the reserve activation clause, which we've actually heard of before in uh, Star Trek III, uh, which states an officer in good standing may reinstate a discharged officer in cases of emergency. A loophole, Matt, not her style. But Pete, won't she act to save her husband? Uh, she, of course, will not. He even, Pete threatens to prevent her from ever seeing a starship again you know one imagines her sent to garbage duty or something uh she replies by pointing a phaser at him telling him to step away from the door here pete showing her metal with that a decidedly uh different side of pike emerges he's his jovial friendly captain dad uh he calls an end to things he bleeps the bloops it was just a simulation. Her husband is fine, he says, almost apologetically. Indeed, he's on short leave and headed here. Uh, Pike knows this might be an extreme challenge, but war can be a challenge. Uh, she's clearly shown her commitment to Starfleet, even with old wounds and loopholes. And Pete, you know what they say in Star Trek about reopening old wounds? They do. But why Pike, she asks. He's pretty busy after all. Uh, he gives her an opportunity to get cleaned up before he meets her in the transporter room. Pair of boots stride toward the transporter pad aboard the USS Enterprise as Pike and Sidhu beam in the classic wavy wall design uh, behind them. A really nice touch. That it is. And turns out she's been approved for service on the Enterprise this semester. Spock and number one have both arrived to uh, meet the returning captain. The test had no mercy, as can be expected. Anything created by number one, knowing look between Spock and number one. Uh, Pike escorts Sea-Doo to engineering. Welcome to engineering. And uh, don't forget, 
hold on to yourself during battle and you will be just fine. Pete Enterprise looking great, but still a little smidge of story left. Yes, Sidu asks Pike if the phaser was operational. See you around the ship, cadet. Pete, we are picking up a thread analysis, but I don't know. Is it true, or is this just my exam moment? Imaginary Tholians top my list, Matt. The minute I heard it, I'm like, are, are we going to get them? They're really, really expensive for a short Trex episode. And I think that was a real hint as to uh, what would ultimately happen. But uh, yeah, good to know that the Tholians are, are still this beneath the surface threat. Totally wanted the Enterprise, totally, you know, out there, dangerous, yet not glimpsed here and not really the bad guys. I think one could maybe have some vague chronology concerns uh, since presumably Kirk took the Kobayashi Maru. Uh, I know we saw that in the J.J. movies. Um, oh, and in Star Trek, too, they even say that his solution was novel. Um and then, of course, it's continuing in the chronologically later Star Trek II, later to when Kirk was a cadet, this somewhere in the middle. Um, uh, and I'm also thinking we're headed to Next Generation, which shows they do all sorts of crazy, wacky, uh, you know, staged Westworld art installation type, you know, Wesley, save the guy from the, the fire extinguisher spray. Um, but I think that it's probably reasonable to assume that uh, you know, they, they've been doing these cadet assessments with a mix of creativity and the tried and true Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. But at the same time is Starfleet's testing protocol procedures possibly too stressful. And I want to go into this in, uh, you know, our theory segment, but I think you got to look at it as the oppositional force here. Well, Pete, if you're suggesting that acting as the villain in this episode is this assessment model, um, I think that one could maybe wonder if Starfleet thought that too. So they went back to Kobayashi Maru. You know, kind of in, in many places you can see this kind of back and forth, what old is new, what's new is old, that kind of thing. So um, certainly we know that this villain, the really, really realistic, terrible, crushingly you know, frightening uh, assessment returns come next generation time. Pete, as requested by Admiral Pete, those long range sensors are scanning. What theories are on your sensors? No title card here other than the quick ask not, you know, no discovery flying toward us, by us, et cetera, et cetera. So they've shaken it up a little bit more than they have. There were some cute ones early on. I think of the, the Tribble one last time and the, the name replicating, uh, you know, reproducing. But this one really no frills. I got to wonder heading into the animated one uh, in December and then, of course, the Picard-flavored one, um, how they might differ as well. I feel torn as to whether I can properly wag my finger at the relative 
shortness of this episode and it's you know real kind of limited you know you're basically trapped she's trapped in a telephone booth for most of the six minutes and then uh previously built uh, transporter room set and then what is certainly a green screen um set extension uh to show the the really nice uh redo of engineering so do i wag my finger at the shortness of it or do i say this is what they said for short treks am i being somewhat biased by the fact that season one of short treks you know ultimately three of those four episodes really tied into the season in important ways and this season they're just clearly going in another creative direction uh nay they're not even about star trek discovery i guess i'm somewhere in the middle it would have been nice if it was longer but i don't think that's the story they wanted to tell i mean listen more star trek is always going to be welcome i think tying those first season short treks into discovery we expected that some would be not that they all would uh matter in the story uh in the ways that they did um you know i i want to reference anyway the idea so um anson mount took to social media with the release of this episode today and he called it bittersweet um he talked about it being the last of the enterprise short treks um so you have to wonder you know is there a little acting going on here captain pike is gone forever oh wait hey the viacom cbs press conference now announces in two three weeks pike's enterprise coming to cbs all access at some point i think he's showman enough to kind of goose the situation here i also think that uh short of private assurances having been made which i think would probably be premature um the bosses of star trek probably are slow peddling this and and that's not to suggest any malice i think that you know you concentrate on finishing picard which is uh now at the stage of doing music scoring uh you continue your shooting of discovery you continue to oversee the animation uh for uh for lower decks and you know animation usually looks pretty janky until all of a sudden it comes together so i applaud the fact that they're not also now pulling away writers from discovery oh and by the way let's not forget discovery you know when that's done pulling away writers to go do section 31 so if anson mount wants to kind of you know oh but sad me i think that's well within his uh you know his ability and his prerogative to do so i also get why star trek inc has not inked the deal for pike's enterprise sooner the uss bauman b-o-u-m-a-n not b-o-w-m-a-n this confirmed through the subtitles this is clearly a reference to uh katie bauman she of nasa who helped to uh identify the pictures brought back of a black hole in april of this year yes developed the algorithm continuous high resolution image reconstruction using patch priors or chirp um and you know somebody who uh only fairly recently has kind of entered the public consciousness entered the science uh consciousness the fact that here she is uh no older than 30 years old and you know helped develop this first 
picture of a black hole. No photography pun intended was developed there, by the way. But, you know, really, really exciting connection. Um, I think, too, she's just at the beginning of what will probably be an amazing career. The fact that here she is honored in a short track versus, you know, some sort of, you know, longer episode. I think it's kind of, it meets a nice midpoint, particularly, you know, the the picture uh published in april and hear these short trek shot over the summer so it's just it's star trek talking to science and science talking back to star trek all in a really satisfying way what is the cadet burnout rate with tests like these does it filter into the fleet like some sort of practical joke that people are always waiting for like oh man be careful when you're going to the hollow shower there could be a red alert, but it could be your 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 test. I mean, how how fearful must cadets be of this coming? They got to know about it, right? I mean, logically, yes. I can't. I have a difficult time unspinning my understanding of Star Trek from the order in which I've seen Star Trek, which is the produced order. And it's like, well they somebody dreamed it up for the star trek 2 script that was cool then they you know to, as this cold opening wait what's going on now they just killed spock see 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 i told you they killed spock oh it was all just a thing oh look kirk took this once with a a cryptic explanation and then at least to my knowledge next time it shows up is next generation with wesley and i think it's something that kind of as a story piece it has evolved over time what you're getting to pete is does it make sense that every third year cadet or whatever uh knows that they're going to have this terrifying thing so it's always like i go to sleep with my phaser just in case whatever and they try and outthink whatever the thing can be i think that's possible and i think maybe that could be the rare case where you just venture into ah it's a story let's not really tax this too heavily and then you think about Number one, having designed this test, the fake rejection only to undergo this test to receive an acceptance. I mean, uh, number one's got to be stressing everybody who winds up applying to the Enterprise out. I certainly would agree. And uh, assuming that this is pre-Klingon war, I guess number one ultimately erring on the side of you know if things ever get bad and true enough uh things do although you know what pete i take that back can we be sure whether this was lieutenant spock or ensign spock it looks um in line with where we left him there's no star date given i want to believe uh there's there's nothing to uh put it on other than his appearance that this is definitely later than the the short trek in which we saw him when he had just arrived. Um, I'll just add and, to that. I think that that look that they share about you know her her toughness and whatnot. I think that's that's meant to be a callback to the previous short trek. Not of course. Hey, remember? Which is say a chronologically close callback in their lives. Not hey, remember that thing six years ago? Yuck, yuck, yuck. I think this is pre-discovery um but it could also play post-discovery so pete happy ending uh the good cadet here gets the posting on the enterprise pete she even gets a little leave time with her husband who 
can we assume did not get the posting to the Enterprise? Thanks so much for visiting, hubby. Okay, <laughs> peace out. You can go back to Starbase, you know, 52 now. You read my mind in terms of where I was going to go next. Pete, my um, mind to your mind. <laughs> Please continue. How how can Pike, how can Space Dad split them up? I mean, he's arranged for this. That can't be protocol, okay, um, in in the sense that, all right, you're, you're putting one member of uh, a, a couple – uh, through the ringer here, a, a student, no less, with this cadet um, to uh, to get her onto the Enterprise. You, you gotta place the hubby on there too, even even if he's Manning. You know, I personing. Mean, we just learned, what's that? Even if he's personing, personing Manning, uh, as we just learned on the Mandalorian. You know, the the vacuum tube, the space toilets. You know, even if he's dealing with. With that, there's got to be a role for him on the Enterprise. On on well, I don't know that that's the case. I, I must confess, I'm not sure of the exact particulars. If you have two people in the military, uh, how that all works. I think that the dispassionate, um, the dispassionate Starfleet. I mean, certainly they're concerned with people's emotional well-being and all that. But I think ultimately they need the right people in the right positions. Uh, I'll remind you, Pete, that we did have uh, Jet Reno in Discovery Season 2 who made reference to her wife having been posted on another ship and that ship lost, uh, wife dead, etc. So certainly some chronologically recent and viewing recent uh, evidence that uh, sometimes spouses get split up for assignments. Was a similar test done to Spock prior to earning his spawn on the Enterprise? Great question, Pete. I mean, I think that we have we have enough institutional evidence to say that there are that there are no win scenarios given to cadets. So presumably, yes, for Spock. Um, I, I do find myself a bit colored by Kirk in in uh, Star Trek two thousand nine, which of course. Uh, you know, we're not saying ruined any childhoods, but that is a different timeline that did that particular no win scenario did not necessarily was not necessarily the one given to prime Kirk. But I think that there's enough evidence here to say, you know, cadets get put through, get put through a no win scenario to see what they're made of, whether that's in the Kobayashi Maru simulator, um, maybe, maybe post-war they kind of you know, kind of cool it. I don't know. They kind of just, everybody chill. We're, we're just going to go in the Kobayashi Maru. You're going to fail. That's it. Um, but yeah, presumably this is something done to, done to all cadets. Pete, what else is on your pad? The phaser was blue. Wasn't operational, right? Or if it was, it was on stun. Are you going to place a, a phaser set to kill? in the hands of a cadet. I, I get the test. You'd be more prone to have people vaporized. You know, you'd hear all sorts of horror stories. Oh, did you, did you hear about Janie in, uh, biometrics? Yeah. They, uh, they, they did the test on her after she had applied to the enterprise and she vaporized number one. 
Um, yes, operational doesn't need to me doesn't need to mean could also be set to lethal. So I think that you know P three even could be a low level stun that's like um, the uh, the the Star Wars ball that gives you gives you like a like a little ouch. (laughs) Yeah. So like maybe if she had fired, it would have been that, and the Pike would have been like, ah, crud, you figured it out, Uh, and you also failed because you applied. Uh, potentially deadly force in the wrong situation so get off get off my ship roster with that pete let's go to hailing frequencies hailing frequencies open sir pete it must be a good day because our hailing frequencies being graced by our pal the great brain of the netherlands that's right fred from the netherlands Hello, Matt and Pete. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some short feedback on a short track, the latest one, Ask Not, with Anson Mount and Emerit Kaur or Kaur. Nice team for a short track, a real big shot Star Trek captain against an Anson. You immediately felt that there was something strange here, and it was a, no, not a Kobayashi Maru, but it was a, a test. Nice speaking to you guys again quite a while ago. As I always said, speedy guys, I don't have a lot of possibility to give feedback in time, but perhaps this time I succeeded and will try to do that for The Mandalorian next weekend and perhaps even for Runaways in the near future. Just two weeks ago I was in the United States and visited Palooza, a Winona Earp fan convention and met several podcasters. Steve Salier of Sci-Fi Talk I visited the convention together with and then later flying back home over Maryland I even got the possibility to visit Dave and Wayne in Maryland of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch and do a podcast live in Dave's studio. So that was a nice experience and perhaps even in the future I will meet the two of you. Who knows? Pete, what a treat it would be to meet Fred. I certainly did enjoy his social media posts as he was uh, visiting our fair shores to uh, to enjoy some of that, uh, some of those podcast adventures, some of those TV conventions, etc. And uh, yeah, if only Pete, if only we could guarantee shaking hands with Fred one day, then truly it would be the Star Trek times. Not if we don't beam into the Netherlands first. Pete, this podcast and indeed all that we are doing this week, this month, for the rest of the calendar year and beyond, helped out by those who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek. Everybody who contributes gets access to exclusive podcast content. All it takes is a dollar a month to get you in that door, a mere quarter a week, and all sorts of goodies behind it. Can't contribute? Help us out at this time of year? Well, you can head over to Apple Podcasts and you can leave us a rating. And maybe if you got a little bit more time, a review on not just this podcast feed, but any of our 19 podcast feeds. All sorts of goodies there on the Patreon. But Pete, there's one that's always free that's talking to you on Twitter. How can people do so? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 10,818 followers. Can't be wrong. 
And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek, all one word, with the P, with the H, like it today. Well, Pete, for those listening to our Star Trek adventures, we will be back in one month's time to talk the two short treks, those two animated short treks in the interim, a whole host of stuff going on in the pop culture podcast feed, Mandalorian, God Friended Me, Watchmen, and the like. With that, Pete, I will say beam me up to all our listeners and give you the final word. Oh, we're good. She's, she's very good. She's very good.